What's up? Hey now. Hey now. All you nerds, losers, and virgins like me and Christian. <laughs> What's going What's going on? My browser didn't play the video clip. It said, uh, your browser did not play this video clip. So the only reason I knew that it was ending is because I could hear the echo on Christian's side. So I feel like, I hope I timed that up well. You did. What's up, everybody? We are a little over a month away from the release of Scream VI. And um, Christian, uh, as Christian is wont to do, was like, oh, you know what? Let's do something. Scream. Let's let's watch Scream 3 or Scream 4 and have one of our casual commentaries. And I was like, Scream 4, fuck it. Even though the movie looks like it was shot with an Instagram filter. That's what we're going to do tonight. But Christian, what's up? What's up? Uh, you know, um, I haven't seen this movie in a number of years. I would say the last time I watched it was probably 2013 or 12. But when I when it came out, I watched it like five times. And I remember despising it the first time I saw it. And I guess I'll say it. I When I thought that the niece killed everybody and she got away with it, I was like, this is the best ending I've ever seen in my life. And then they completely screw that at the end, in my opinion, where everybody survives. But I kind of softened up on a little bit. I like the Kalkin kid in the movie. Kind of. Kirby's cool. I think that's the Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 poster in this movie. There is. There is. <laughs> and I just, I'm, I need to rewatch it. I actually think Nev looks the best she ever had right here. She's got that, uh, she's got that late 30s look going on here. Um, I, but I have, yeah, I just haven't seen it in so long. And I figured I need to, I need to revisit it because it came out at such a weird time, 2011. So we were kind of past the remake thing a little bit. We were kind of in the danger zone, so to speak. And this movie just kind of crept out and I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I, I didn't even see it in theaters because I was just kind of burnt out on horror at the time, to be honest with you, because we had just gotten out of this big swing and I was like, oh, I'm good. And I, I just bought it on DVD when it came out. I didn't even see it in the theater. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually like, Right as Christian was texting me and saying that he was looking for his Blu-ray of the movie and whatnot, I was in the process of filming a video for my channel that's going to come out tomorrow. So you guys are probably listening to this after that video has come out. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, and it was just about the franchise as a whole. I decided that this month on my channel, I'm going to revisit every movie, do like a revisited review and like get in depth with some facts about each movie and all that kind of stuff. Cause we're coming up on screen six, but I did a, I filmed a video just talking about the series as a whole, why it persists, why it works, what makes it so solid and uh, why you should have optimism for scream six, even if there is no Nev. Um, so I'm excited about putting that out because I, we've talked about it on here before. It's just a really consistent franchise front to back. Like it is like, obviously most people would probably say like the first and second one, those are like the highest of highs. I would disagree. Cause I think the fifth one, it's my second favorite. Um, so I think one, two and five are like really damn good. And then I think four is pretty good. And three is okay. You know, decent. But again, if decent is your worst, you're, I feel like you're doing pretty well. So, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to do this. Um, I rewatched all these movies right before five came out, but I haven't watched them since. So it's probably been about a year, a little over a year. Um, Christian, if you haven't seen this movie in almost a decade, I should probably tell you, just remember, you know, you're going to have this really glossy, shiny look the whole time that at times is going to be painful. Like you're just going to be like, why does the movie look like this? Um, and I think this has the weakest opening in the series. Uh, mm. but aside from that, I think it's solid. Yeah. The menu screen's kind of just like playing a little bit of the movie and, um, God, Courtney, I know, look, I know Courtney's had some work done. Fair enough. I think no. she's gorgeous in this. I've just seen they clips all, of her. They all look their best in this movie. The, the I, three OGs. I think this is the best they've looked. Yeah. I'm a, I like Courtney Cox. I kind of, I can't, mm, now she can die in six. But then again, I won't be upset if she doesn't. I like Courtney Cox. What's her character's name? Uh, Gail Weathers. Gail. I always like Gail. I, I, in three, I mean, I, I can't believe they cut her hair like that. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. if, like, the, they were just like, we need to go for, like, the short bang look. Like, I don't know what the hell that is. That is the biggest WTF in a movie I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. Just no idea where that came from. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And Courtney still talks about it to this day. Like mm. it it she was like, it's bad. Um but yeah, man, um I don't know. Uh you guys know how these things work. We watch the movie, of course, but we probably pay attention to it 10% of the time. And the other 90% of the time we're talking to you guys while it's just on as kind of background. Uh, but if you want to watch along with us, please do. Uh, we will comment on things throughout as it goes along, as we right. normally do. Um, yeah, anything holding back, or you want to you want to hit play on this sucker? We can hit play and then let it rip. If I can find my goddamn remote, there it is. Okay. Oh, let me. Look, you're at probably at zero zero. No, I'm actually at zero one. I'm at one second. Oh. Yeah. All right, give me a second. I got the anti-piracy. Yeah, the anti-piracy you can't skip through, unfortunately. Actually, I'm at five seconds with the Dimension logo, like almost complete. So let me know. Okay, I'm good. Where are you at? Just like you said, the Dimension logo is about to hit the background all the way. All right, y'all. We're going to hit play on this bad boy in three, two... One, I'll gut you like a fish. Does he say that in this one, or is that an older one? Uh, he says it in this one. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Yep. Okay. It's weird that this movie is technically vintage now, I guess, right? It's 2011. That was, holy shit, that was 12 years ago? Yeah, yeah. That's I talked crazy. about that in my video, too, about how the difference between four and five is stark. Like, you know, five made a lot of money and, and did really well and four, not so much. And you might go like, well, there was like a 10 year gap in between both of them. So like, why did one do well? And one didn't, well, five came out in the midst of a new slasher craze. Whereas four came out when nobody gave a shit about slasher movies. Like, right. Yeah. This was a really weird time for this movie to come out. You know, this was one of the final nails in the coffin for the, for the Weinstein company. Um, they were on rough footing, as it were, and uh, they thought 
why don't we go back to the well and do another scream? And, you know, that'll really make a lot of money and be a big success. And it was not. No. Damn it. I want to say it was a TV show called Degrassi that I recognize this broad from. Probably. I didn't watch the show, but probably. Yeah, she looks so familiar. But it's interesting, man, because the technology here is... It's like new age, but like, look at the cell phones. I, I had the phone where you flipped it up like that, boom, and mm-hmm. then you had the keyboard. Yeah, I don't miss that at all. No, I actually found my old phone from 2012 the other day. It's in my yeah. room. You flip it, it up, it's got the keyboard. Yeah. I wish I still had some of those things. I'm sure I have a razor. Everybody had those, man. I'm sure I had one, have one of those things stashed away. I know I had a silver one and a maybe a blue one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a silver one at one point, I think in like 2010. I remember uh, when I got my first cell phone, it was under Singular, which was before, I guess, AT&T bought them. What were the other cell phone companies before? It was Singular Wireless. There was... Um, Virgin Mobile was popular. V- Virgin Mobile was one. Uh, damn it. This, there's one of them that Verizon bought out, too. But I'll be damned if I can't remember. Do you remember how cool it felt to text people? Like, at that time, it was like, holy shit, we're so connected. Yeah. When I was 14, I actually walked up to Walgreens because uh, we had a Walgreens like a half a mile from our house. And I walked up and uh, bought a from yard work money that I'd made because I used to mow lawns in my, yard, in my uh, neighborhood and stuff. And uh, I bought... Uh, prepaid flip phone from Virgin Mobile and I would buy like $25 worth of minutes at a time on a prepaid card and I thought I was so cool. Were you a straight talk person ever? No, no. I I would just go load up so, you know, $20, $25 worth of minutes, which would be like, I don't know. I think it was like $20 was 200 minutes, but most of it was texting that I used it for. And then when I was 15 was the first was the year that my mom officially put me on the Verizon plan, but yeah. it was a shitty little flip phone, but I didn't care. Cause I had limited, I had unlimited text for the first time in my life. So damn. Yeah. This opening is kind of trash though. Like <clears throat> I get what they're going for. It's like this movie within a movie, this meta commentary on meta commentaries and like, but I feel like it's like a little too, jerking yourself off like personally i just well i mean the the greatest one is always going to be the first one i don't think you top that no but i gotta say man scream three is my least favorite in the series i love that opening with cotton weary and i (laughs) i think that's a really good opening i dude i i want to like that movie so much i don't want to dislike any of these scream films dude scream three really isn't that bad like it's it's just the thing about Scream 3 is I think it has the weakest characters because you get this like half of the movie with a bunch of these like actors that are playing the characters in Stab 3 and they're just awful. Like I just, I can't stand them. Um, but like when it's focused on the OGs and the third act of Scream 3 is awesome. Like I love that it's only one killer. I love that it takes place in the, you know, the estate where Halloween H2O was filmed. So like every time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh shit, like that's Halloween H2O. And I love the whole twist of like, Roman is her estranged brother and like all of this shit was set in motion by him from the very beginning. Like I, I thought that was really cool. So what, uh, they had this, they had the same mom, but a different dad. 
Yeah. And uh, and it makes sense because Maureen Prescott was apparently a little bit of a floozy. And uh, he basically showed up on her doorstep uh, when he was an adult or whatever. And she wanted nothing to do with him. And from that point forward, he was like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. And he kind of set everything into motion. So. I think you could have stopped after the second one once they killed. Uh, what's her face? What's his face? His daughter, uh, mother. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, Debbie Salt. Debbie Salt. Dude, she was so good in that movie. When that 4K came out, I revisited it, and I was like, this is kind of good. Like, I, I don't think Scream 2 is really that bad at all. No, Scream 2 is a very good sequel. But like, I just really pray, to, I pray to God they stop the 30-minute monologue shit at the end. I can't. That's part of That's the formula. But that's – see, that – that's what pisses me off about Scream, and this is why I truly hope the Scream 6 is going to do something different. The first, I'll say it again, I've said it a billion times, I will die on this. The first Scream just shook everything up. You didn't know what the fuck was happening, and all the goddamn sequels are the same formula of the first movie, with little exceptions. That's the antithesis of Scream. So it's just, I need something, and Scream 5, I like it, I'm with you. It's a little long-winded at the end. It's not. It's just not bad, but it's a little long. It is, but Scream Five took risks that they hadn't taken in this series up to this point, and that's why I think I like it so much. Like you kill one of the main characters, one of the beloved characters, and not only did they kill a main character, it was in a pretty brutal way. Yeah. Um, the opening was different. This person survived. Uh, we hadn't seen that happen before, which was a really cool thing because when you watch the trailers for Five. You thought Jenna Ortega was a goner. Like, you're like, well, she's right. the kill. That sucks. Nope, she survived. Uh, it, I mean, it took some new risks. I liked it. Um, and uh, from what I know of Six thus far, it's going to take some risks, too. And it's probably going to piss some people off. But I think it looks fun. I, people were uh, up in arms about Ghostface with a gun in a convenience store. That is the most exciting thing I've ever seen from this entire goddamn franchise. I don't know. killed everyone with a fucking knife. I don't know what the fuck people are upset about. He's got a fucking gun. Are you telling me that's not scary? And they're in a gas station. To me, I was so excited, but I saw people flipping the fuck out. They want him to stab with that stupid-ass buck knife, which I actually like the knife. But, I mean, for fuck's sake. He's got a gun now. And... I don't know what's up with this shrine. It reminded me of Saw because it was this massive room and it was like this industrial looking thing. It looks yeah, like so- Jigsaw was going to like fucking pull a sheet off and have someone in a trap. And yeah, this is what was, you know, this reminds me of what what was bullshit about Jigsaw, the movie that came out a few years ago when homeboy goes with his uh, assistant, that redhead broad who he was totally dicking down. There's oh, no man. doubt in my mind. He was to get her down. He goes to her "quote unquote" little warehouse where she's a saw fanatic, of and she rebuilt all the traps. This 115 pound broad rebuilt the spiral spinning trap. This thing was like 20 feet tall. Are you fucking kidding me? You mean she was in there with forklifts and fucking cranes all by herself? Get yeah. the fuck out of here. That's the real crime of Jigsaw. Fuck. Fuck Jigsaw having more people he met. You're going to tell me this broad built all this shit? Yeah, I think Get that movie sucks. I think that movie sucks. Like, yeah, I, I had fun in the theater watching it, though. It was really fun. But then, like, the more I watched it, I was like, this is the most 
this is so this movie is so useless it's truly useless Mm-hmm. How many people did Kramer meet and have involved with this operation? Dude, he has like 15 apprentices at this point. Well, like, the ne- Jesus Christ. Watch shit. Watch the next one. He uh like in between two and three, he secretly started like a like a cult legion, and they're oh, finally God. coming out like now. Like, watch, that's what's gonna happen. You know. Mm. I hope not, but yeah. God, this intro is still going. Yeah, like I said, this is a. Uh... I think it's a weak intro. I really do think it is. Like I really not not only do you have the movie within a movie thing that you know to, that precedes all this, but then it's just like ah, I'm here. I'm gonna chase you. I'm gonna stab you in the back. Yeah, and you're gonna fall down the stairs. And yeah, I mean it's just kind of like there's no. It's just I don't know. Like if this was your obviously this is your introduction to the movie because it's the, it's the intro like. You know, first time seeing this, I was not like, oh, my God, this is gripping. Like, no. No, here's the garage door. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I never understood how a knife wound to the back would make you, like, pretty much immobilized. You could only crawl on your hands. Like, Well, if he hit hit the C2 and C3. That is true. I guess that I guess that's how they would explain it. Is that it's probably a spinal cord injury? Um, but even if that's the case, why don't you crawl a little bit faster? Shit. Is this another movie? No. That was okay. Here it is. Okay. I've always liked this song, though. Why wasn't this in 3D? This movie should have been in 3D. They needed a gimmick. Nah, Christian, they have a gimmick. It's the Instagram filter throughout throughout the whole movie. Yeah, well, it is really glossy looking for sure. Oh, it's oh, fucking awful. I mean, it's awful. And Wes Craven has gone on record to say that it was intentional. Um, it was a bad choice. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to say to that. Like, oh, we did it on purpose. Well, you made the wrong decision because it's jarring at times. Like this right here with these cars, that is... That like hurts your eyes. Yeah, the sunlight's really painful. Like it's yes. like glaring off this TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the little ghost face on the uh, telephone poles. That's cool. I'll be damned. What happened? She she wrote a book or some shit. Yep. Yeah, out of darkness. A story of survival. Oh. I think her uh, publicist or whatever her assistant's hot though. Yeah. Oh, Dewey. Dirty Dewey. Yeah. In bed with Gail. Yeah, she's looking good, man. She looked good in The Longest Yard. Remember that movie with Adam Sandler, that uh football yeah. movie? Yeah. Did she have a did she did she get a boob job for that or something? I remember her tits looking massive in that. Movie. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I really don't know. You can tell she's had lip work done and cheeks and stuff like that, but I don't know about that. Kirby. I love this broad. Kirby's great. I think she was in Hell... uh, Not Hell House. What was it called? Hellfest? That was her in Hellfest, right? Or is that a different girl? I don't know, because Hayden Panettiere went through... um, She went through a really bad, like, breakup where like and she like 
quit acting uh, for a few years because like mental health and, and, and like what she was dealing with in her life. But no, she was not in Hellfest. Well, it was a similar type chick in Hellfest that I dug too. She was the last movie she did was in 2016 before Scream Six. So well, how'd they reel her back in? Um, High they, profile, I think. Good, big movie. Yeah, I, I think it was that. I think also she got her like she did get some a lot of her like shit in order like in her life and um also. It is no they the filmmakers they'd been in contact with her since before five came out. Well, like they had to they get were, her approval to put. They had to get her approval to have her imagery in five too. Isn't she in five? Yeah, they had talked to her about them drop. They had asked her to be in five initially, and she wasn't up for it. But they asked her if they could at least plant the seed that Kirby was still alive, and she said yeah. And then they basically had an open line of communication with her, saying we'll do this. And if things go well and we make another one, we can revisit the idea of you coming back. And she said, okay. And then obviously Scream 5 made a lot of money and was well-received. So they were like, hey, you know, you're still alive. You want to come back? And uh, a lot of people say like, oh, no, she was she was always supposed to come back. Maybe, but they pushed a lot harder after the shit with Nev fell through. That like That is a lot of business insiders have gone on the record saying as much like they're not saying that she wouldn't have been in six regardless, but it became a priority. Like, okay, now that Nev's in it, like we have to have her because, and I think they were right. Like, yeah, you have Jenna Ortega and she's a big star right now, but a lot of the OG fans, if you don't have multiple original cast members coming back, they're not going to be as inclined to go see it because like, Let's be honest, man. I like Scream 5 a lot, but how many of those new characters really stood out to you? Like, Richie was awesome. He fucking died. Because he was one of the killers. I genuinely like Jenna and her older sister. But Jenna's the star. There's no question about it. I'm, I'm so team Jenna Ortega right now. It's not even funny. It's not even funny how much... I'm Like, I don't care about any of the OGs in this film. I'm team Jenna. She can act her ass off. She uh, she's got it. She's 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 the next big thing. So I'm Team Jenna. All yeah, day they long. made they made a mistake, I think, so far in making these this new trilogy about her sister Sam because I just don't find her half the actress Jenna is or half as interesting. Personally. I think she's a good actress, but I mean Jenna's this she's a star. I mean she's she's clearly you know she's on top of it. And Wednesday was great. She had, she did X. She's she's versatile. We've seen her do different things. You know, maybe the maybe the older sister will do something some cool shit. I mean, I liked her deal with seeing her dad as a ghost, which I pissed a lot of people off. I can't understand why. I mean, Jesus Christ, these people really want the same goddamn thing over and over again. And then they bitch about the same thing when they get the exact the exact same thing, and then you you switch it up, and they say you switch it up too much. It, basically, you're not pleasing anybody. You're just, you, you can't please them. Like, so that's why I've always said the, the loud minority of any fan base should never be placated to never. Yeah. Like, don't listen to a word they say. Like that goes with Halloween fans too. I'm a Halloween fan. And I, if whatever the, the mind, whatever the loudest Halloween fans want, don't do it. Don't send Michael Myers to fucking space before you do what they want. Just don't do it. Yeah. 
that's I would agree with that. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, Marley Shelton, who plays Deputy Hicks in this movie from uh, The Sandlot. Yeah. Oh shit. She's she's uh, Wendy Pepper Peppercorn in The Sandlot. The oh, here. Sh- he's streaming. What has he got on his head? The hell is this? Yeah, he's he like it's like a I don't I love like vlog. That's Calkin. Look at that bastard. Hey, dude, did you see that movie he did where he runs like a record store and he starts like a metal band? Uh no. oh my god, it's called uh what is it called? It was fucking crazy. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Lords of Chaos. You need to see that. I've heard of it, yeah. Jesus, it fucked me up. That movie was brutal. Yeah, that was Rory. He, yeah, he was really good in that. That shit was crazy. I like Emma a lot. I think she's my age. I like Emma, but I don't care for her in this movie. I love her. She's a she's a fucking... She hates everybody and wants them all to die. Yeah, and she wouldn't stand a chance against half the people she supposedly kills in this movie. I just... It's like Amber in Scream 5. Like Richie, and before anybody said, no, it is not a male-female thing. It is a she's five feet tall and 90 pounds soaking wet thing. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, you overpowering people much bigger than you, I don't know. She's no Debbie Salt. No, a lot of people took issue with that in Scream (laughs) 5 with Amber. I mean, a lot of people had issues with Amber in Scream 5. They're like, there's no way she could kill Dewey. And they're probably right. Like, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, well, what is she doing? She's reading her book. Oh God! Look at the uh, lights behind uh, Dale. Oh man. my God, Ooh. that's brutal. That shit hurts. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, Nev, your book like it was a smash success. There's 15 people here. Congratulations. Line out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just like just like uh this movie, nobody gave a shit, Nev. Shit, Dr. Lu- <laughs> Dr. Loomis's book had a line out the door. This one he did. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sign it, Chet the Bringer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chet the Bringer of Death. You've got it. Oh, there's a little bit more than 15 people there. I think they're at the coffee shop, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I when when it was brought to my attention that that was Wendy Peppercorn from Sandlot, I was like, fuck, of course it is. But how did I not realize that? I don't know, man. But I'll tell you what. I think she looks even better in Scream 5 than she does here. I'm serious. I In Scream 5, I thought she was like, oh, full-on cougar action. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. What are you doing, Dewey? He's calling the uh, he's calling the phone number for the phone. They're trying to find the phone. Where did they film this movie? Do you know, uh, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Yep. It was the first one out of the three to not be filmed in California. The first and second one were filmed. Well, the first one was filmed in mostly like northern to central California. 
Second one was filmed mostly in uh, Southern California. And so was the third one. The third one, most of it was filmed in like Hollywood. Um, Because when I was in uh, South, when I went to California for that week, I wanted to see some of the filming locations of Scream, but the only Scream movies locations I could really go to see were Scream 3. Um, But uh, I found, uh, you know how in Scream 3, Dewey's living in a, and like an airstream outside yeah. that actress's house. That's like a really famous ranch where that was filmed. And uh, we dr- it's in the Hollywood Hills, though. Uh, we drove to the street that's right below it. And like we, I took pictures of the, uh, the airstream. It's still there. They, they still have the airstream there in the same spot it was. And like you can see like the ranch, which was the house from that movie. But the only way to get on that property is to hike up uh, like near the Hollywood sign. Um, and... We had an eight month old at the time and we were like, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, but it was cool. The Airstream's still there. And like, yeah. So, but then Scream 4 was the first one to film elsewhere yeah, out of California. And I don't know why, because this had the biggest budget of all of them. This budget was 40 million. And you would think like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe they're filming in Michigan to save money. No, nah, because they spent more money on this one than the other. Hmm. I'll be damned. I also wonder how much more money it costs to shoot there at that point, too. Yeah. You know. Uh, did you see uh, Did you see Sean Clark's last podcast where he had Dick Warlock and uh, Nick Castle on? Dick and Nick. Did you uh, see it? I saw some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dick started talking about how him and Kurt Russell, like, got into a fight or something. And then they stopped talking. But he never went into detail. And that threw me off because he talked about wanting to Dick talked about wanting to reconnect with Kurt again, but he had to find, find out a way to get in touch with him. But I'm wondering what the hell happened with them two. I don't know. I don't know. It's so funny how Nick Castle has like just embraced being the first Michael Myers. Now like Dick Warlock was like the, I don't really like horror movies and I've never seen any of the other ones. They asked me to be an H2O, but I was like, nah, and shit like that. And Nick Castle, he's got all his masks behind him. He's wearing his Halloween hats and shirts in the video. He's got his little dolls. He just looks like us. He looks like Saint Nick now. He's got all his white hair. He just looks like Santa Claus. He does. So. But the funny, funniest part was where Dick Warlock starts talking about what he used to charge at conventions. And then he was talking about everybody's charging more now. And it's the funniest thing because obviously Sean is in charge of running or he's, he manages all these people and all obviously now all the rates are way, way higher. (laughs) And you can see the uncomfortable look on Sean's face where he's like, Hey, let's move on from this subject. I don't want to talk about what people are charging for conventions now because I make money from this. So he quickly tries to change the subject. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny. Oh, fuck, man. Dick's like, yeah, I used to charge $10, man, at these conventions. Now it's like getting higher. <laughs> now it's a minimum of like 40 <laughs> Oh, shit. It is. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> oh, man. So I fucked up the other day. I was at the grocery store getting some drinks. I, I, I'm so addicted to caffeine, I, but I'm so addicted. It's p- past the point of realizing I have an addiction. It's just, it's so a part of my life 
that I don't think about it. I just drink Cokes all the time. And I accidentally bought a pack of caffeine-free Cokes, but I didn't realize I did because it's the box is kind of subtle. It doesn't really shout caffeine-free on the on the box. And the last four or five days, I've had these just – when I say the worst headaches of my life, I mean, it really feels like my head's exploding, and it's, like, about to implode. And finally, I, I re- said, he was like, I think I know what it is. Like, you bought caffeine-free Cokes. You drink, like, 13 Cokes a day. So I finally had to rush – I had to rush order – a 24 pack of regular Coke zeros with caffeine in it. And I'm finally feeling better, but do my head, I thought my head was going to fucking explode. So I'm, I'm past yeah. the point of quitting caffeine. I just got to, it's, it's, it's part of, it's a part of me. Yeah. <laughs> most of us humans are addicted to caffeine. And like some people will be like, I'm not, I don't drink soda. Yeah. But you're a daily coffee. Yeah. You're addicted to caffeine too, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I drink that every day too. I have at least one cup of coffee a day. I, usually, every day, whether it's night shift, like today when I wake up at 3 p.m., first thing I do is get a cup of coffee. First thing. I'm that. I am that typical. Don't talk to me before I drink some person. Even when I'm off and I wake up at three in the evening, and I don't have nothing to do. I literally just go sit down. If, if, if I haven't drank anything, my coffee yet, I haven't gotten in my system, just leave me alone. Don't fuck with me. At work, I'm the worst. I literally tell people, no, no, no. <laughs> I think there was a commercial one time of this guy, like, like walking a like McDonald's in the morning to get his coffee. And like, as he's walking, people are trying to talk to him. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he really doesn't let people talk to him. Then he gets his coffee. Then he turns into the Mr. Nice guy. That's literally me. I'm addicted. I'm just, I'm just that way in the morning period, because I, I'm not a morning person, at all. Like I, I think my pet peeve is like, my big hang up with it is, I want to be able to wake up on my own. I do not want to be forced to wake up. So when I have to set an alarm, and I have to wake up oh, because of said alarm, pisses me off. Or when I've got a toddler screaming in my face that he wants juice, it pisses me off. But when I'm able to just wake up because my body says, it's time to wake up, which, by the way, never happens anymore. No. Never. Um, I don't get it. I work five days a week and get woken up by a toddler the other mornings of the week. Yeah. I don't get to sleep in anymore. But, boy, do I wish I could. Well, uh, I was going to say, I, I saw, did you ever see the movie called Searching? Yeah, I really liked it. I just saw the, it's not a se- it's not a sequel, but it's basically like, it's like a Halloween 3 type sequel. It's its yeah, own missing. thing. Yeah, yeah that, that shit was badass. Yeah, I thought it was streaming somewhere. And then Rudy told me, he was like, no, it's only in theaters. It's like, what the fuck? I didn't even know the first one was in theaters, Searching. But I guess I don't know is. Dude, I can't. I'm sorry. I just cannot bring myself to go. Cannot do it. Thank God. I'm not the only one. I don't care what people are saying. They're all like, everybody's no, 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 it's like, it's good. It's campy. It's fun. Well, I'll just have you know, the man himself, Piz Owl, said it was eh. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I hate to be the old man, but I truly, it just, it's not for me. And then when I talk to people about it, when they, when they do reach out to me about it and I'm like, Look, it just looks really stupid to me, blah, blah, blah. 
they defend it in a the people that I've talked to. I'm not talking about everybody that's seen it, but oh, dude, it really it was it was better than I thought it was gonna be. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I get what you mean. It was, it, yeah, yeah. So they they don't say it's great. The people that I talk to, they just say it was better than they thought it was gonna be. Here's the problem, though. To me, I can't use the word of how stupid it looks on the internet. So like, it just looks that bad to me. <laughs> I'll eventually see it, but I'm not paying a movie theater ticket for it. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying it on DVD. I'm not buying it on Blu-ray. Most I don't care. Guys, I don't care that a sequel is coming. I don't care that a sequel is coming. I, I could give a shit. I really could. Uh, I'm happy for Blumhouse. This means that they're going to make more, uh, more horror films and, and more original ideas, which is awesome. God bless it. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't be a part of that. I'm the old man here. Give me shit. I don't care. I will lose zero sleep over it, but it's not, I just doesn't look like it's for me. So I'm not in a rush to see it. That's all. That's I'm going to see it eventually, but in my own time, when I feel like it in the comfort of my own home, I'm not going to the theater to see it. So I saw missing instead when I could have seen Megan that night and missing was missing was really good. They're doing great thing. They tell stories so well through these, they use ring camera, the app thing. They use uh, text messages, FaceTime, um, it has Will Smith's girlfriend from Fresh Prince of Bel Air in it. She's the mom of the movie. Uh, she was great, but she, she's a good actress. So everybody in the movie, the acting was good. It's like the M Night Shyamalan found footage movie that he should have made instead of the stuff he did. Where like like I like the visit, but this is like twist, 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 turns, twist and using the technology kind of thing. So it, it's good. I really liked it. I really liked it. I mean, I'm definitely going to buy that when it comes out, <coughs> but I think it's the first movie I've seen in a theater this year. I can't recall if I've seen anything else this year in a theater. I watched Elvis on HBO max tonight. Good movie, but the Kurt Russell one's still my favorite. I mean, my issue with the movie was overall it's solid, um, but it just lacks cohesion is what I put it. Like it's so – it's edited so weirdly and like Baz Luhrmann as a director is very like eccentric and, and over the top. So like it comes across almost – it's just not as like narratively gripping because it's jumping from thing to thing. Um Whereas also I think Bohemian Rhapsody set a really high bar for me personally to where I'm like, Bohemian, I, for me, Bohemian Rhapsody was fucking awesome. And I just don't know how a biopic is going to be on that level for me again. Like that movie was awesome. You know, my problem is with Bohemian Rhapsody dead ass. Mercury was a fucking freak. You saw the version of Freddie Mercury that the guitar player Brian May wanted you to see. Please tell me you know about the legend of the Sasha Barra Cohen Freddie Mercury movie he tried to make, and Brian May said, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. That's my issue. I yeah, wanted I mean to see the scene of Freddie Mercury's private party he threw where he strapped trays of cocaine onto midgets' heads, and they walked around the party while people sniffed cocaine. You, we did not see. It's a good movie. You're right, 
I'm not a Queen fan at all, but it's still a really good movie. But I wanted to see that Sasha Barra Cohen movie so bad. So uh, when he talked about that on Howard Stern years ago, my jaw, I was so devastated. I didn't get to see it. I wanted to see the cocaine, the, the cocaine on the midgets walking around a party. I hear you, but Sasha Barra Cohen could not deliver the, the emotional depth. I totally disagree. That, totally I, disagree. He no. looks like he could have been a great Freddie Mercury. He looks like it, but I, 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 I Rami Malik, Rami Malik as an actor shits all over Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I disagree. I no, think, you, Rami I think Malik is a phenomenal actor. I think you're not giving Sasha enough credit at all. I think Sasha is very one note. And with that Bullshit. one note, he does Bullshit. really well. Bullshit. Just no. He, the character he plays in Talladega Nights is the same character he plays in Borat. It's the same character he plays in Bruno. It's it's the same character. No, he, dude is dude is dude is mega talented. Just watch the actors roundtable he did on YouTube with the maybe Hollywood Reporter. Is, but I, maybe, all those guys were talking about how good he is. Maybe all he those is, actors. But I don't think he has ever really branched out enough to show that. I think that's fair to say. I think he found a character that works for him really well, so he does that most of the time. So you don't really get to see the other things he might be able to do. I've seen him in dramatic roles. The dude is a motherfucker. I'm telling you. They're not popular movies, but he is a badass. I just wanted to see the cocaine on the midgets. Yeah. Christian, they call them little people now. I this, th there's actually a small person at work, and he says, "Dude, I don't see why the word midget is so offensive. I really don't. Call me that. I don't care." What happened? When did that become an offensive word? I have no little idea. little people, dwarf. Like, what's the problem? Garden gnomes. Like, I <laughs> now he might not like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know, man. I really don't know. I think they have other things to be concerned about. Other than like what you refer to them as, they are already like at a great disadvantage, like with their physical limitations. I don't really think they give that much of a shit about what how you refer to them. Who wrote Scream for? Kevin Williamson. <clears throat> I wish we could have seen more of this actual kill take place in its glory because the aftermath is fucking awesome. Did they? Like, is it in a deleted scene or no? I, I'm not sure, but this aftermath is brutal. There's blood everywhere. Her intestines are hanging out on the bed. Like, it is gorgeous. And and what they actually show is a little bit too cutaway-ish. Like, it's like a stab, cutaway, stab, cutaway, which I get. It was probably the MPAA. Like, no, you can't do that. But even then, this is 2011, dude. We had Saw movies out. We had Hostel. We had all – like. I believe that was cut in that moment is when he turns her over outside the window is when he slid her open to expose her intestines and they didn't show that. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know what movies were coming out around this time? Yeah. I don't know. I saw a dude's dick get cut off in, in hostile part two. <laughs> fed to a dog. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. How is there that much blood in there? That's a little much. It is. Jesus Christ, it's everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. I do like Nev's attitude in this movie 
for Sydney, where it's basically just like this bullshit again. Like, if you're gonna try to kill me, just just come on, dude. Like, I don't have time for your phone calls and your fucking cat and mouse stuff. Like, come on. Like, let, let's just do it. Let's duke it out. Well, what happened? Is she no longer a uh, suicide hotline operator? No, no. Oh, well, I don't know, actually, because she doesn't live in Wordsboro anymore. She's only there on her book tour, so she could be, but. That must be a hell of a job. That right there, guys, th I, I feel like they're going to try to switch it up and scream six. That is the mark of someone being a killer when they only get stabbed in the arm or something. Like, that's how you know that they're not an actual target. Happens to Jill right there. Happened to Richie and Scream 5. Like, that was a dead giveaway. But I feel like these filmmakers are smart enough. They've heard the fans say that. I think they might intentionally try to throw us off with that in Scream 6. I really yeah. I still say the best way to go is it's just the fact that they're in New York City and there's a bunch of lunatics that live out there. <laughs> and so they're just trying to kill them. Yeah. No connection whatsoever. <laughs> to me, that's plausible. <laughs> There's just fucking what? psychopaths out there in New York. Shit, now that I think about it, they did that already in Scream 2 with Derek, her new boyfriend, uh, Jerry O'Connell. He gets <laughs> sliced in the arm. And then everybody thinks, oh, fuck, he's one of the killers. And he actually doesn't end up being one of the killers. Yeah, but I think, would you say, though, that, that when it happens to the boyfriend of Nevin, that movie, it takes away mentally. You don't think about him as much. You're thinking, oh, shit, it's the boyfriend. It's him. It's him. Yeah, well, I, I think the first time I saw Scream 2, and I think most people would agree, they thought that Derek was a part of it. You know, it was like... But why would they make... He does that whole fucking, I think I love you. Oh, I'm Cringe. So afraid of. Oh, it's fucking Cringe. Awful. awful. I, I, and I really don't feel like bringing this up again. But seriously, why would they make Jamie Kennedy's character die in literally the, the smartest character? Why would he die in this most dumb way? What I, happened there? I think that might be the irony of it. Honestly, I think that might be a sick joke on their part. Like, that's the irony of it. He is so smart and he is that character that you wouldn't expect that to happen to. Like, I really think that's all it is. Which is shitty, really fucking shitty of them to do that, but I just I just miss him so much. I love Jamie Kennedy. He's got the best YouTube channel too. But maybe we could bring him back as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Dude, here's the thing. I, I um I don't remember what this was on. Oh, I just made a community post. Said, hey guys, I saw the trailer for Scream 6. I'm I'm down to clown with this. I think this looks fun. I'm really nervous about how many people are going to be totally let down. Because the, I saw at least half of the comments saying, Stu is in this movie. And I don't know if he is or not. I could give a shit, quite frankly. But I feel like a lot of people are... They are hedging their bets on, on their excitement of him being in this movie so much that when he's not more than likely not in it, I because it's 2023, you're not keeping that a secret. It would have been out there already. I think you need to just stop thinking that. 
But dude, when I say people are like they are saying, I can't wait. I know Stu's gonna be in this movie. He's the one with the shrine. I'm like, dude, what's gonna happen when he's not in it? Are you just gonna hate it now because you set yourself up so much? Because you wanted to see Matthew. I trust me. I fucking I love Matthew Lillard as much as the next guy. He's great. But I mean, I just come on. He's not in it. I don't think. No, he's not. <clears throat> he's not in it. Uh, that's not to say that they couldn't be building into it for Scream Seven, like for like the you know the finale of this new trilogy and and everything. But he's not in this movie. And um, yeah, I think some people are going to be upset. Uh, but at the same time, I'm of the mind that I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I just feel like these writers and really just anybody associated with Scream in general, like, I don't think they're one to cave to the public pressure of or expectation you know what i mean like i feel like bringing Stu back to them would seem lazy like <clears throat> a lot of the fans would probably like it you'd also have half the fans that would say that's fucking stupid like he clearly died i i do agree that he could have survived that honestly i do think he could have i've seen characters in other movies survive far worse and i've accepted it so I could accept it that he survived. <laughs> Dr. Loomis, Dr. Yeah. Loomis blew himself up. Yes. So like, <laughs> and he kept going. It, but I, I, I do think that it would just be too easy. Like, I feel like they would feel like it's a cop out. So I just don't think it's going to happen. No. Also, Matthew Lillard called Paramount and Spyglass sexist and misogynist and shit after not paying Neff Campbell. So that, and I'm going to be honest with you, dude, part of that, like, Okay, being upset about it, calling Paramount, whatever, that's one thing. That's a little much. It's clearly a business thing. They didn't agree on the money. BFD. It happens all the time. That means Paramount is sexist? It wasn't even Paramount. It was Spyglass. Fair enough. It's just ridiculous. Paramount's just a distributor. You know, like, they're they're not working out the contract. Spyglass is the one that bought the rights. And so Spyglass puts it all together and Paramount distributes it. So it was Spyglass that was like, Hey, but a lot of people railed against Paramount. It's like, you're going after the wrong people. Like, well, they don't, they don't care who the right people are, man. They just want to give their fucking two cents on the internet where it goes into a void where nobody gives a fuck what they say, but they're going to say it anyway. Like, do do you guys really think I have the time to go on Twitter to talk about how, Oh my God, Nev Campbell, she got screwed by, Paramount spy spyglass. No, like shut the fuck up. And, and here's the thing, Nick. You sent me a screenshot of somebody who was like, "If you support Scream Six, you're a racist." Uh, whatever. Like I, I truly misogynistic pig. I'm looking at the camera right now. Okay, you're an idiot. <laughs> All of you people that think this, you guys are killing me. Do you not have enough problems in your own life? Like you really, here's the thing. You really don't give a fuck. That's the truth. You really don't. But you need to grandstand about bullshit. It's a fucking movie. Guess how much this affects Nevs Campbell's bottom line. She probably makes more money in one convention. I just Googled Googled her net worth, Christian, $10 million. Yeah, she's on net, like... You guys are killing me. I mean, truly, I can't. Sometimes I can't believe we walk the same planet together. You guys are fucking killing me. 
stop it. Yeah, so guess what? I'm going to go see the fucking movie. And if you think I'm a sexist because of it, I will sleep just as good. Whether you like it or not. I mean, stop it, people. You guys are fucking killing me with this bullshit. Uh, like, I'll just call it out for what it is because everybody in the fandom knows. And uh, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. I'm also pretty sure he's the one that created the bot account that called you and I, you know, said our podcast was a failure and that we were pathetic asking people to listen to our podcast and stuff that I showed you on Twitter the other day that he said to us. The guy's name is Kyle Blackmore. And uh, he was actually arrested like detained at least off of the set of scream six because he was stalking the set that's that guy. like he's he was stalking the set and they like re- they had to forcibly remove him and he got hit with a restraining order whoa, 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 whoa. i'm sorry i was listening to you but say this again that guy that said that if you support scream six you're a sexist misogynistic pig and blah 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 he was stalking the set of Scream Six, and he had to be forcibly removed and served with the restraining order. You're kidding? No. And then now he spends his time on uh, Twitter and Instagram making almost a daily post about Scream Six, saying you're a piece of shit, sexist pig. If you go see this movie, uh, it is literally like the fucking white knight. Like, um, he I'm also. A sexist pig. Um, yeah, he also creates bot accounts uh, because he gets blocked by literally anyone of any notoriety at all. Uh, he creates bot accounts to talk shit to you. I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing when he called our this podcast a failure. And um, he also um, he's been spreading lies about the new movie. I'm not going to get into like what they are because part of it would be spoilery based off of some of the things I know. I don't know the killer or killers in this movie. I do not know their identity because I intentionally was like, I don't want to know that. I want to figure that out when I watch the movie, but I can tell you the people that he's saying are killers are not killers. Like I know it for a fact. And he's lying on social media, like every day saying this person's a killer. And it's, he's lying to you. He tried to say that he saw a press screening. The motherfucker got hit with a restraining order by the people who were making the movie. There's no way they showed him a fucking test screening. Wait, this is, so this, I don't know who this guy is. I don't care to know who he is. This is the guy who's saying don't see the movie, but he's trying to go to test screening. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a, he's a you can't fucking, make this shit up. No, he's a clown, dude. He is a clown. And his behavior is toxic as shit. He's literally the type. He's the demographic that they were talking about in Screen 5. Like, I could see him in real life killing a bunch of people and being like, I'm just trying to make a better Scream movie than these motherfuckers are. Like, you're literally what they were calling out. And, like, some wild people walk this planet, man. Yeah. So, by the way, I just say that because I know he trolls, like, everything Scream-related on social media. So, if you guys have come across his post before and you believe something that he threw your way, he is a goddamn 100% bona fide liar. I have spoken to two people that saw a test screening of Scream 6 that I have spoken to on many things before and they have debunked everything the motherfucker says on social media. Every single thing. They're like, that's not true. He is absolutely lying to you. So don't buy into it. You just better to just throw him a block. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's nutty shit. He also paid for Twitter. He has a hundred followers and he paid for Twitter. So you get the blue phone. 
That's a Halloween two poster. There it oh, is. they got the teaser too. They got the teaser. Now, what the hell is this? They have a movie class. Is this extracurricular? What is this? I wish my fucking high school had this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is extracurricular. Dude, if my high school had this, I would have shit on everyone in there. Like, because where I'm from, most of these, they don't know shit about movies. Like, especially horror movies. Like, I would have. I would have mopped the floor. I would have gladly taken a class like this. I, um... Uh, look at it. I see people under the stairs back there. There's some Wes Craven stuff on, obviously. You see the thing? You got the thing I saw right the next thing. to Halloween, too. Yeah. I saw the thing. I saw Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. Hills have eyes. Yeah. But you see, like, this is what I can't stand about this. You've got these two dudes in the front, and you've got a streaming guy, but his, his arms folded, like, oh, I'm Mr. I, look, I know everything. It already, they are, there are all these people already pissing me off. Yeah. Except it's like that. Culkin. I like Culkin. Yeah. Culkin's cool, but they're those pretentious fucks that they're like, yeah, we know all this shit about movies. Doesn't that make us so fucking cool? But it's like, guys, as horror movie fans and fans, movie fans in general, we understand nowadays we're kind of nerdy and like that's, that's fine. But like, their persona of like, yeah, look at all this movie knowledge I have. Don't you totally want to blow me? Like, that's not a real fucking thing. Like, that's, we are well aware nowadays, if you're that big of a movie buff, a lot of people look at you kind of nerdy. And that's cool. I don't give a shit. I saw Army of Darkness over there. Feast! Look at Feast in the background. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, yeah. Yeah. What else I got back there? Oh, look at the Halloween. You see the Michael Myers silhouette above Feast? I see it. I've never noticed that before. I haven't until just now either. I was looking over at that wall as you were saying it, and I was like, God damn, that's adult Michael. Yeah. Some Rob's oh well, you know why. I mean it's dimension. dimension. You know, they were like, Yeah, these movies just came out. Remember these? That's cool shit, man. Green Mile. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Oh man. What they talking about movie class? Fuck if I know. Movies. <laughs> oh man. Well, trying to think of what else is going on. I'm gonna go get some Pepsi. That's what's going on. Oh keep it going. I, I will. I my fridge is right there, so Yo. Guys, I think this broad just grabbed a cheese stick and chocolate milk. And now I want to gag. Is this 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 can't be real? Did she grab a cheese stick and chocolate milk? Oh, um I think I'm going to shoot a room tour soon, guys. Uh, I got real inspired by Garrett's, and he challenged me to do an MTV-style room tour myself. So um, I'm going to get Sydney to help me with that, and I'm going to do a mega room tour, MTV crib style. But I've, I've got to straighten up so much shit. I, I want to get a better I desk in here. I love you. So what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid of I saw some Pepsi in there. Right, Nick, I saw a I gotta, Pepsi in there earlier. 
For, wait up! Did so she I grab didn't a? Know it was unopened. Totally did she grab a cheese stick and chocolate milk earlier? Yeah, she's a psychopath. Actually, that, that, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't talk shit. I would do the same thing. But but that's that's the re, that's that's the giveaway that she was the villain, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um. All right, Nick. I want to call you up for a second. Oh fuck! What? It's clear now. Nev Campbell is not in Scream Six. Agreed. Yes, and if you're going to take me to task about how I was saying that she was in the movie, that's because the guy that I was talking to, he was lied to. The guy that viewer Anon, who was right about Halloween Ends, he's been right about Spider-Man No Way Home. He's been right about a ton of shit. He has connections in the industry. He had been told, like, yes, she's in it. But even he, a few months ago. After he got confirmation, he took to Twitter and he apologized and he said, guys, she's not in it. I have officially learned she is not in it. I, I believed him because he had not been wrong up to that point. But, but in his defense, he owned okay. being wrong. Fair he enough. Owned it. But why did you not believe Sean Clark when he said he asked her and she said to me, that was the seal of the deal. But you were like to you were like, I don't believe it. Right. I don't believe it. All right. Love Sean. Sean's a friend. Uh, I, he is a friend, and and I and I I love Sean, and we've had him on here. And he's a friend. And he's a friend. Um, I have his phone Jesus number. Christ. Not lying, but he's a friend. Um, <laughs> That's the fifth time you said that. I know. I'm just saying. So like, but here's the thing about here's the thing about it. Sean works with her, and if she is required to sign an NDA. She either legally cannot tell him that that's true or she does tell him, but tells him I'm under an NDA though. So don't say a fucking word. And the only reason Sean spoke out about it is because he was getting asked about it. So I thought in that moment, clearly if it's a secret, there's an NDA involved, which means either Nev can't tell him the truth or she told him the truth and said, but obviously you cannot tell the truth. So, of course, as a professional, like Sean is, I knew that even if she if she was or wasn't in the movie, he was going to say she wasn't because he would be obligated to. Like, he couldn't go like, I don't know what you're talking about because too many people were asking him about it, like at the conventions and everything, and he felt he had to address it. But in fairness, I'm not wrong, though, Christian. If she was in the movie, an NDA would have been involved. Therefore, he could not have said, like, there's, he could not have told you the truth. How, here's the thing. Why would an NDA be involved? It wasn't a surprise that she was in the fifth one. Why would an NDA be involved if she was doing the movie? That makes, no offense, that makes zero sense to me. It doesn't, it doesn't. It wouldn't, it, after Scream 5 came out and they announced 6, yeah, you would have never thought of an NDA being involved. Of course not. The reason was because contract negotiations with Nev were ongoing for months. Like this was a thing behind the scenes that was going on for a while where they were like, we don't know if we're going to get her back. A lot of people don't know. Originally, she was in a decent amount of Scream 6. The initial draft. She even said that in an interview. Right. She was in a lot of it. When they were having their these hiccups with her coming back, they scaled her part down to a new rewrite where it was just at the end. She was going to be at the very end. She was going to get a call from Ghostface and it was mm -hmm. going to set up Scream 7. 
Okay. So that's why everyone thought an NDA would be involved. They rewrote it because they knew they weren't going to be able to get her for what they were trying to get her for. So they said, well, we can sneak her in as a surprise at the very end. So that's why everyone was like, okay, well, if that's what they're going with now, then yeah, it's going to be a surprise. They're not going to reverse course. Once Deadline Hollywood and these vulture paparazzi motherfuckers come out and say, oh, this is what's happening behind the scenes and make it public, uh-huh. you and I both know, okay, well, then Paramount and Spyglass aren't going to backtrack. They're either going to include her as a cameo at the end or she's actually not in the movie because there's no way they'd go, you know what, guys, you're right. We're a bunch of fucks that didn't offer her a lot of money. We decided we're going to offer her a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? They're not going to do that. So, but they already I, had, they already got a negative P- PR from it anyway. But what I'm saying with. is they didn't get the negative PR until it broke that she wasn't in the movie. So like this was going on for months. They right after five came out, they had approached her about six. She was down. She was in a good portion of the script. They had, she, uh, she had read the script. She had given feedback. She had given notes. They started to get a negotiation with the contract. She said, we're worlds apart. They were like, we're clearly not going to beat on this. So the writers themselves did a rewrite. They took it upon themselves because obviously the studio wasn't willing. They're like not going to budge on what they were going to pay her. So they took it upon themselves to do a rewrite to where they go, okay, if they're not going to pay her as much as she wants for X amount of days, why don't we just get her for one day, do the end scene and whatever they're offering her should be more than sufficient for just one day. But then for that one day, they were going to pay her even less. So she was like, nah, fuck this. But that's that's why. It was an ongoing thing. Like a lot of people, when, when the news broke that the negotiations, like there was a falling out in the, in the negotiations, people automatically took that as, fuck, just today they, she, they decided she's not going to be in it and she backed away. No, it had, it had been going on for months. That's why they were pushing so hard for Hayden to come back as Kirby. And like, I, you can find this stuff all over the internet if you search far and like deep enough. Right. There are also people that are connected in the industry that you talk to. And I, I, bad from bloody disgusting is a guy that I talk to throughout this process. But nobody has to, you know, if you don't believe some of the sources I've told you guys about, you should believe bloody disgusting. They literally don't break news until it's confirmed. Like they're a reputable. They're reputable. Site. Which yes. is something I want to bring up when we get done with this that they were. But I was on. just going to say that is like Brad was telling me all about it too, about how this was ongoing and they tried their asses off to the writers did to make it work to get her in the movie somehow. And when it was becoming clear that the studio wasn't going to pay her what she wanted, they were like banging the drum for Hayden to come back. We need you to come back. We need you. To, and she agreed. So. Which that's that's look no and no offense I like Hayden I'm cool with her being back why is it why would it be so important for her to come back at this because point? all you have all you have left at this point is Gail and I feel like they worried you don't have Dewey anymore you don't have Sydney anymore is Gail enough to bring the to bring the majority of the fan base back out you want my opinion no. Some of us, sure, I would have been there. You would have been there. But, I mean, you got – and also they wanted to placate the fan base too. They knew the fan base was going to be upset about Sydney. But if you go, hey, but y'all have been clamoring for Kirby since 2011, a lot of people took – myself included, I took that as like, 
man, it sucks Nev's not back. But I felt like Kirby was a character that should have been back in five. She's a great character in this movie. She's woefully underutilized. And and I she deserves, I mean, shit, dude. They, they're trying to push this new chick, Mindy Meeks Martin, on us as like the new Randy. The new Randy is Kirby. And she was in Scream 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. Should have brought her back from the beginning. She's the new Randy, not Mindy. And I don't dislike Mindy, but Kirby is far better. So there's your history lesson on the behind the scenes shit from Scream 6. I just think, look. It's almost like they're they're scared to just place their bets on their new leads, which to me is stupid. I would be like, no, this is the new era. If this is the Jenna Ortega era of Scream. You don't like uh, it? Yeah. Kiss my ass. They made a mistake with that, though, and I think they're realizing that, and I'm hoping that Jenna gets more screen time in six because she's clearly the star of five, even though she's not in a lot of five. She is the star in five. Like, and now she's reached peak uh, popularity. So right. it's like you better put her more front and center in Scream Six. Like you I mean, better. she's the bi- she's the second highest on the poster now. Yeah. Well, they put out another poster, which just you guys had it right with the subway train. First of all, like these some of these posters are just so shitty. That poster. That's a lot of these mod, You know, these modern mass franchise posters nowadays. Yeah. Right? And even the good ones are really, if we're just being dead ass honest, they're they're just okay at best. Like, so I've seen people say, "Dude, I love the Barbarian poster," and I'm like, "Stop!" I say, "Stop!" I'm with you. Thank God it's not some stupid roll call thing, but it's just a cool little red poster. It's fine. It's not great. Yeah, it's simplistic Uh, as fuck. I mean, Halloween ends. I love Halloween ends. I do not care for that poster. I'm gonna get it because I love the movie, dude. But don't care for the poster. Yeah, I don't like any of them. I really don't. But Bar- Kill, it's Violet like kills poster. It's fine. If out of the three, sure. But I mean, it's what the, the fuck the is three, it? It's yes. a fucking zoomed-in picture of his goddamn mask with fire in the background. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's better than it's better than this than this than the Scream era. That's for sure. Like it's better than you know H two O, I guess. But I mean, fuck, Rob's movies had decent posters. I actually like his 07 one. That one's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, no, the 07 one is solid. Like, that was solid. cool. Dude, it's like a fucking paper mache of the yeah. mask with photos from the movie. That's that's really sick. It is. Yeah, I miss that stuff, man. That's why I surround myself with 80s horror movie posters. It's Dude, just I have nothing like, like them. I have like 20 to 25 posters right now that I need frames for. That's another thing I'm buying with my tax return. My wife was asking me the other day, she's talking about these things she's going to get with hers. And she's like, what are you going to do with yours? I was like, man, I don't know. She's like, you really don't want to like treat yourself to anything. I'm like, now that I think about it frames, I'm going to buy some poster frames. Cause like I have a fuck load of posters to put up X pearls, all the scream movies. Um, I've got more Halloween posters that I don't have up. Like there's so many, po- all the child's play movies. I have all those posters. Like I have so many posters that are just rolled up in my closet. Like, yeah, so I need to, yeah, I need to get some frames. Do you know what kind of computer you want to get? Are you just going to get something just half-assed? I'm going to go to Best Buy. I, I'm going to go to bed. It's not, I'm not going to break the bank with it, but I'm going to get something decent. I'm not going to get something low end, like the cheapest one. No, I'm going to, I'm going to get something decent, a hundred bucks. Um, 
because I'm just tired of dealing with the one I have personally. I'm just, yeah. I'm just shocked that we managed to get it to work again. I am too. We let it rest for like two months and then we're like, let's try it again. Yeah. I, I think I, oh, God damn. How did he pierce the bone? Well, a lot of people have asked about this kill too. And they're like, why does he get up and walk? This is a real thing. This actually happened in real life. That's why Wes Craven put it in the movie. There was a real story about a dude getting stabbed like that in the forehead. And he walked for like a few seconds after it and then fell down. So it is historically accurate. It has happened. It is scientifically possible. That's true. Fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, Nev is looking good here. You know the coolest thing about Nev? She's not one of those girls. One, she's not plastic. She's all natural. Two, there's nothing about her. There's nothing about her physical attributes that, like, stand out. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, my God, look how curvy. No, she's just naturally pretty. She's just natural. She's all natural. She is all natural. <laughs> She's all natural, brother. Yep. Um, There's something to be said for that, Christian, especially as an actress today in Hollywood. Like, they all feel pressured to get work, so they look younger, and they, you know, like, not Nev. The guys are doing it, too. I know. They're getting Botox. They're Botoxing. Hell, I'm probably three or four years away from needing a good old shot in the face. Yeah, don't do that shit. Let me get Botox. <laughs> <laughs> 34 years old looking Botox. Uh, did you know that uh guys Christian's actually been talking about how he's gonna get fake butt cheek implants? So. I have a big ass already. I don't need any implants. Oh man. Um I just hope I don't owe. I owed money last year for taxes, man. I need to drop some kids out just so I can fucking get some. That's money a trick. Back. That's a trick, brother. Have kids. There's there's a couple people at my job, dude, that when tax season hits, they just take off work for like two weeks because <laughs> they got I, their money. Yeah. Isn't it funny, though? It pisses me off. It's what you, it does. You, you pay however much and you get like 10% back at the beginning of the year. Like, wow, thanks, government. Don't you just wish – and look, not getting political. This is not a left or right thing whatsoever. Not a, no, I, the, the taxes are not a politics thing. No, that's what I was, like, well, yeah. was going to say. Don't you just wish – we, we could get this shit figured out to where you don't owe or get money back. It's just, we can forget all this W2 shit. Like, it's just like they take the right amount of goddamn money out. No more, no less. And I don't worry about owing money or getting money back. I hear you, but I do very much appreciate getting some money back. Oh, I bet um, you fucking do. Yeah. Have kids, Christian. All right. I don't know what to tell you. Half kids. I'm about to claim some friends of mine that say yeah. they're living with me. I shouldn't say that on the internet. The government's going to come get me. <laughs> but I'm not doing that, government. But yeah, I mean, <coughs> I mean, I make by myself. I make over fifty thousand dollars a year, and even without a kid, I can st I still get money back. Like, well, I do too. But I owed last year. Well, you made too much YouTube money. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I get a W two for YouTube. I have you, been, but you file it. Oh yeah, I have to. Cause once you make over a certain amount, of, don't worry people. I'm not getting rich off YouTube, but once you make over a certain amount, you get, you have to file. 
And so what I've, is that amount? Six hundred bucks. Yikes. So I I usually get my W two from Google in February or March. So I don't file till around that time anyway. But oh does she have a knife at the back of her head? Oh, oh, it's in her neck. Yeah, I didn't file for YouTube. Did you get your W-2? Not yet, but I already got my tax return accepted by the IRS. So I'll just have to correct that next year. Uh, I doubt. I doubt, Yeah, no comment. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm not going to. No comment. Come after me, IRS. Yeah, I'll give you my dog. Carl? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> By the way, you just said his name and his ears perked up. He's on the ground right next to me. Oh, uh, yeah. How old nah, is Carl? I, I'm just kidding, guys. I like my dog. Um, How old are you, Carl? I got you in... When when did we get you? I was 21. Yeah, because that was when we were having house parties. When I lived with three of my friends, we were having house parties like every night. It was bad. Um, You're six. Yeah, he's six. Mm. Hopefully he stays young forever, man. Uh, I hope not. He's six years old and still a psychopathic ball of energy. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. Didn't even put the groceries away? Miss Peppercorn. Mm. Peppercorn is looking good. I tell you, man, Marley Shelton, any day of the week, you, you, you tell me where, Marley. I'll be there. I'll eat your lemon squares. They did look good. They did. And I like lemon. I fucking love lemon. Oh, stuff. have you tried the new Sierra Mist drink called uh, Starry? Starry, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was I pretty like good. I like it better than Sierra Mist, yeah. When did they I, stop making Sierra Mist? Like, when the fuck did that happen? I guess when enough people said this sucks. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Dude, there, it, there was a guy at work, though religiously drank Sierra Mist. And I noticed one day, or I did notice that he just stopped drinking it. And finally, one day he had this drink in his hand. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He goes, dude, they stopped making Sierra Mist. I said, bullshit. He goes, no, I'm serious. They stopped making Sierra Mist. And that's how I found out about Starry. I've never seen any campaign for it. I've never seen any promotion for it. It's just, boom, here it is. I and found so- out I found out through my work. I did my Pepsi order uh, every other week and it showed up that following Tuesday and there was this starry shit and I called him. I was like, uh, I don't know what the fuck this is. I ordered Sierra Mist. They're like, oh, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, what? True story. I don't know. Crazy. I'm not upset about it though, because I I thought it was pretty good. It's not it's not replacing my favorite energy drinks, but I I got a two liter of it. And I was like, oh cool, this ain't that bad. So I've been sipping on it here and there. I still think Sprite is the best, like lemon lime soda. Sprite's great. Sprite's great. My grandma is a diehard Seven Up person. She, she that's all she's drank for eighty-one years. Seven. That cherry, I like that cherry Seven Up. Yeah, yeah, that's I what like she it. loves to do. Uh, I was trying to look at uh Kirby's uh DVD shelf. So was I actually. Is there like a is the there Blu-ray a stab box? Is there a stab box set? Not, yeah, probably. Like in the fifth one. Her house is gorgeous. I like it a lot. Yeah, so is she. Yeah, she is. No problem. It's too out of focus. The background is too blurry. I can't see. Yeah, I was going to say, even with the Blu-ray transfer, it's still 
This is a movie that could use a 4K. Well, I, they need to completely go back to the drawing board on it, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Get all the they need to go get the raw imagery and get all the bullshit out of it. If they do do that though, I have a feeling that a 4K of this movie could look really good. Like I feel like it would really enhance this movie. Well, I mean there's a chance we'll get one not this year but next year because the last two years dude those i'm so glad paramount bought scream because those 4k transfers that have come out have looked so good Mm -hmm. scream 2 looks so good scream 3 is coming out this year which i'm i'm not the biggest fan admittedly but it's not like i can't not watch the movie and i can't wait to get that still book on 4k i'm I'm super excited about it so that'll come out this october Wait till this new trilogy is done and we get a box set of all seven movies. That oh, that'll happen. One thousand percent, that'll happen. Uh, I want to say funny. It's just weird. Like you have Scream one through three, which is a trilogy, and then you're gonna have five through seven. Four is the bastard child in the middle. Like it's so weird. Like four is like that because it was a movie to start a new trilogy that was what a williamson and craven's plan was to start a new four through six trilogy and since it underperformed they're like okay we're done and then a new trilogy started 10 years later so it's just always going to be that middle one that makes this series have an odd number of movies yeah which is probably why i was like hey why don't we do this tonight something about because i never think about it anymore i just don't I forget that there's a Scream Four, <laughs> despite the fact that Scream Six is. Got, I'm like, oh, there, 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 oh, shit, there, there was a fourth one. It's just, yeah. I like the poster for this movie though. I do with the mask forming the knife. Like, I like the poster for this movie. I like the four and the name too because, like, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that like we've kept that tradition going. Well, did we do that for Scream Five or was it just called Scream? It was just called Scream, but I mean, everybody knew. And like now I'm sure that when that box set comes out, it they'll put five on it. I'm well, sure well let me ask you this. What is the name of this new Scream movie coming out? What is it called? Scream six. It is Scream 6. It it's is. legitimately called Scream 6. Yes. That's what the writers have been calling it on social media. That's what the Wikipedia page is. And then the poster highlights the V and the I. It is. Yeah, it is Scream 6 cool because i was like what are they gonna i thought for us if they call it scream 2 i'm gonna be pissed i'm so i'm i'm still of the mind it should have been scream kills but you know scream ends some people are like scream forever i'm like the fuck is this batman in the 90s like no scream resurrection still screaming um well the funny thing is they already did a documentary called that so i know those documentaries are so fucking good yeah i tell people there's a blu-ray collection of scream one two and three and they have those two docs on it i always tell people you need to get that collection just to have still screaming and scream the inside story because the documentaries are just as good as the movie like it they're so fucking entertaining and the rewatch value is amazing on them i love them culkin dude why are you worried about how how on earth are you going to be worried about killing people when you've got this smoking hot broad wanting you like because what is he, wrong with goes, you when he goes into his motive he makes it he he addresses that look like, i i like emma roberts four years in high school and you ignore me 
Like he, he BFD, bro. You weren't good enough for her. Now you're you worked yourself up. You probably gotten yourself into good shape. Grew your hair out. You're Mr. Cool now. What's the problem? You think the girl should just like you for you? Get the fuck out of here. You gotta present like this is bullshit. Yeah, this is that, bullshit. That is his problem. He thinks the girl should just like him for him. Bro, you earned it now. She's into you. Enjoy we it. You, we know what you Culkin boys looked like as kids, all right? I don't blame her. Oh, Macaulay was cute as a kid, you know? Yeah, not as a teenager. Uh, you know, I was listening to him on... It was either Joe Rogan or something, and it was interesting because I remember thinking this too, and Joe was talking to him about like how, what his teenage years were like and stuff like that and what, blah, blah, blah. And Joe made some, I'm, I'm assuming it was Joe Rogan. It could have been another podcast, but I'm assuming that was it. And Joe made some kind of comment like, dude, you fell off. And like, were you going through hard times? Were you on hooked on drugs? And Ca Macaulay was like, I never was addicted to drugs ever. I don't know where that came from. I think I just left the limelight. So people thought I was an addict for some reason, but he said he was never on drugs. Did you ever hear that growing up? Like, I remember I thought oh, he was yeah. a drug addict and he was like, dude, I never got it. I just got out of the limelight. Like, I don't know what the what happened, why people thought that. Also, the people that thought the guy from Blues, Clu Blues Clues was dead, too. I remember yeah. hearing that. Oh, he died in a car Steve. accident. Yeah. Fucking so. Steve, man. Why can't Macaulay get into a Scream movie, man? Shove his ass in there. He can get revenge for his brother. Just say his brother died in four. <gasps> Dude, that's, that's Scream 7 right there. Scream 7, <laughs> Scream Home Alone. I don't know. Now, here's the thing. Is he really gay, or did he say that just to try to survive? Uh, Christian, in 2004, Macaulay Culkin was arrested with possession of marijuana, uh, Al Al or Xanax, Klonopin, Um Oh, so he was lying. Yeah, he was lying. Um, Damn you, Macaulay. Yeah. Yeah, he did some drugs. Damn it. Let's get let's let's make Scream Seven have Macaulay Culkin, Frankie Muniz, and uh, Shia LaBeouf. Let's throw all three of them in there. You know, I like Shia. He he got himself into some big trouble. Yeah, but I respect him because he it, he owned up to all of it. You watched that podcast he did, didn't you? Yeah, he owned up to all of it, and he, like, doesn't make excuses for himself, and uh, he's, you know, trying to... He's doing his thing, yeah. ...better himself. Yeah, I mean, he's married to Mia Goth now. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. They have a kid, and, you know, good for him. Like, I, I, I feel like we live in a in a world where nobody gets second chances anymore. Like, it doesn't... It does not excuse the shit you did. Like, the shit you did is bad. But, like... Nobody ever wants to take into account like what might have been going on at that time. Were you abusing substances? Did you have underlying trauma, anger issues, like all that shit like that plays into that stuff. And for someone to make a mistake and then want to do everything they can to like change their life and be a better person and right their wrongs. And for you to just be like, nah, fuck you. Like you're like you're, you're done, done forever. You're, yeah, you're done for it. Yeah, that's bullshit, man. Like, be held accountable for what you did, but it doesn't have to be the end for you. Like, you know, you can come out of a situation like that better. And he seems like he has. So good for him. I mean, 
and good for anybody that that is like that personally. I mean, yeah, that was a heavy podcast to listen to, man. I listened to that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he talked about his childhood. He came from a house of like anger and no love and no support. And like, I was the same way that people don't understand how that shit can fuck you up. Like in your teenage years and in relationships too. Like my wife and I have talked about this. It was, you know how hard it is for me to fathom that somebody would want to like, you know, love you and be with you when your entire life, you never felt that from anyone, even the people that were supposed to by default, like, I mean, there's just a lot of factors that go into that shit, but nobody wants to look at that. Like, they want to look from their fucking ivory tower. Be like, oh, I'm so I much better. I almost wonder if 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 there is a large sector of people that dwell on the internet that like the feeling of some kind of weird control that they feel with this cancel culture stuff today. Oh yeah. Like it feeling feel like, like they're they in... did something. Yeah, they they accomplished something. They they contributed to the downfall of somebody that they see as lesser. You know what I mean? It's like sure, you might not have ever hit someone or lied to someone or stolen from someone. Maybe you haven't. But I'm sure you've done other fucked up stuff and the the thing is your dirty laundry is just not aired out on the internet. So you feel like you can sit in your place of free of judgment and talk shit about other people because people don't know about your skeletons but i promise you we all have skeletons so i don't know call like it is shia labeouf put his hands on an ex-girlfriend like he he was physically abusive to an ex-girlfriend that shit is unacceptable there's there's no excuse for that and he deserved to have his career hurt and his personal life hurt and image hurt because of that but that doesn't mean that he can't get the help he needs and, you know, try to right his wrongs and put himself on a path. Never do that again. And, you know, like he, both things can be true. And I think in his instance, both of those things are true. And if he's with Mia now and they have a kid and Mia, be, happy, Mia whip his ass, man. Yeah. But if she's happy and he's not fucking that relationship up and she believes that he is a better person and he's changing, then leave the dude alone, man. Like just let or it just, be or not worry about him why are you yeah. so concerned yeah i mean i just man I, I swear to god the older i get the less i care about what the fuck is going on with people's lives especially celebrities i re i just i cannot fathom taking time out of my day to talk about fuck. that yeah. on the internet and, 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 and excuse me because we're talking about it on a podcast but i'm working right now i love what i do this is part of this. This is part of my. This is my hobby, but I also get ad revenue, so I'm working right now. But I want to make that clear. But like to take my time when I could be at home enjoying uh, a, a meal with my wife, but instead while she's trying to conversate with me, while I'm on my phone typing about cancel this mother effer, can't believe they did this. I can't imagine taking time out of my day to do that. I really can't, guys. I just guys get things you're passionate about and put your time and effort into it, please. This goes back to like people saying, don't see scream six because Nev isn't it like, really? That's, that's what you're, that's what you're most concerned about in life right now. That's what you're concerned about. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I swear I'm living in the twilight zone, man. Like I, I hate Twitter now, but I also can't help it. I feel like I'm looking at the zoo when I get on Twitter and I'm on the right side of the glass. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And I just see the shit people say. I'm like, this is, you really took the time to say this on the internet. Dude, I can't it's also, believe it. 
it's also something that we don't talk about enough what Hollywood does to kids. Like Shia LaBeouf got famous when he was a kid still. Like Macaulay Culkin was a kid. Like that industry will chew you up and spit you out. Yep. And it, it does for kids all the time. And when they're teenagers and young adults, they do fucked up shit because as a 21 year old, they have more money than they know what to do with. They have more fame than they know what to do with. So they get into drugs and alcohol and all of their trauma and issues they might've had from their childhood never get addressed. Cause they're like, well, I got all the money in the fucking yeah. world. And it's like, I mean, shit, dude. Like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't imagine caring enough about fucking canceling somebody either. Like my, nah, the only things that I think that are, you should never get to, you know, come back from is like shit with kids and like intentional premeditated murder. Like, those are two things where I'm like, I'm not, I'm sorry. Like I'm never gonna. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate to come off of that subject, but I'm watching this scene where McCulkin and Kirby are like, he, why make it intimate? Like he kept hugging her while stabbing her. No, oh, I think, I think that was how he like, he was like, oh my God, thank you for saving me type thing. She thought he was going in for like a thank you. You just saved my life thing. And he surprised her with a knife in the stomach. I think well, I'm it. sorry. What I mean was after that, she's got her arm around him still like hugging him while after she gets stabbed twice, like they're talking. I'm like, I'd be I, think pushing- it's kind of, I think it's kind of sick and perverted. Like, I think that's the point of it. Like it's almost like the knife is like a substitute. You know, it's like, phallic almost in a way like he's embracing her and like thrust you know what i mean like you know i think that's intentional i i by the way she looks ridiculous in the ghost face get up ridiculous i'm sad that we never got to see debbie salt in the get up yeah true she is she is top three villains in the series hands down I'd say number one is Billy Loomis. He's God, so Stu. good. It's fuck. It's Stu. Stu. Billy was the brains behind that operation, but Stu was the personality. Like, but I, I, I like I, think I like Bill, I like Billy in in the well, first. I think movie. they're one A and one B. Like, I really do think they are one A and one B. I think they are the two best. But I always preferred Stu just because, like, in the heat of all that, he was just so hilarious. Like, you hit me with the phone, Dick. And like, like, there's just so much. Like, my parents are gonna be so mad. Like, I, yeah, I can't believe he made. Like, I forgot it was probably in the documentary. The still screaming, but when he said he that, that, he yeah. just he was actually mad because he got yeah. hit with the phone. And he said that, and he kept it in. Was great. I have. I don't know if you've seen it. It's actually really hard to get it. Can't get it in America, but unless you have the VHS. But I have the laser disc, and it's uncut, and that scene where they're stabbing each other, they keep stabbing each other. Like they keep going. I've seen the footage. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy in the beginning, his guts, you see it, the boyfriend, you see the guts actually spill onto the floor and it's fucking nasty. And, uh, the other thing that's uncut in that movie is as stupid as it sounds, the panning shot that zooms in to drew Barrymore when she's hanging, it's like three or four seconds longer. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's cut. Why it's cut, I don't know, but it is. Uh, but it's not an uncut. I got, I like it, but it's not something because I remember people were bummed out when it didn't get the uncut version. 
uh, released when it came out on 4K. People were like, it better be uncut. Guys, I'm telling you, I've seen it. It's cool, but I promise to God, you're not missing much. Just, you're really not. Yeah, it's not life-changing, and you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. <sighs> Emma and Culkin kissing right there is just really weird to me. Oh, it's the same way in Scream 5 when Richie's, like, calling Amber babe and stuff. I'm like, oh. Well, that was bro. even more forced, yeah. yeah. I Amber was the, the, uh, the girl. Like, she was obviously the... She was the killer, like the girl killer. I've never wanted somebody to die so bad in my life in a movie than her. No, it, yes, and not just that. Her death was magnificent. Like, I loved how they put her through hell. They fucking break the glass on her face, catch her on fire, shoot her in the fucking head. Like, I, it was just beautiful. Yeah. I loved the torture that woman went through. Apparently she gets set on fire in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too, but I haven't seen that movie still. What movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I've seen that. Oh, that movie's so good. I've seen it, but I can't. It's I, it's been since it came out. I didn't recognize Danielle Harris in that movie at all. They did an amazing job of making she's her. In look Once different. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, she's buddies, dude. I didn't realize how big of a fan Tarantino is of uh her. Daniel Harris. Well, yeah, he almost did Halloween six. Well, not almost, but he was. There were preliminary discussions about that. Yeah, I just read all all about that in that Taking Shape two book. It was, mm -hmm. yeah. It, but once Pulp Fiction premiered at cons and people were like, "This is the best movie I've ever seen," he was like, "Nope, not interested in Halloween yeah. six. I'm out. Bye." Yep. But it makes but he, you wonder. He might. He maybe he would have made it a point to bring Danielle back. Oh, it would it would have been. I was just about to say zero question, mm -hmm. because because if he would have done it, it would have brought notoriety to the project, and he, there would have been no question. Quentin, in his weird way, you guys are going to pay her, or I'm not doing the fucking movie. You know, he she she would have been in it. She what would have been in it. Gonna, what do you think he's going to do for his last movie? Everybody thinks it's going to be Kill Bill Volume Three because he says he's only doing one more. First of all, that would be criminal. Kill Bill is perfect. Don't touch it. Don't add I to agree. It. I agree. That's his best movie, by the way, I think, is Kill Bill. I fucking love Kill Bill. Um, I don't know, because he was on Tom Segura, and he said that he wrote a show, 10 episodes. Yep. Now, if that's his way of saying, I'm not going to do any more movies, but I'm going to keep writing, fair. I, I want him to do a horror film. So bad. I want him to do a, a horror film. Some kind of like Evil Dead style, humorous but really gory and crazy. I mean, gore is nothing new to Quentin. No, um, I want him to do something mean. Like I want him to do something like Inglorious Bastards, where because like what I love about that movie is Eli Roth is <laughs> what is he called the Bear Jew? I can't. I've only seen it once, dude. Okay, so Eli, yeah, that's what it, Eli Roth is called the Bear Jew. And that whole movie is just America vindication, I guess, of seeing Nazis get just trashed yeah. in that movie. But Eli Roth, I didn't realize. I mean, I realize now, especially when he was just on Charles Van's podcast. And you, if you watch the video for him, Eli, he, Charlie interviewed Eli Roth and he talked about making inglorious bastards. Eli Roth has fucking guns. His arms are just he is in shape. Oh, that yeah. Dude Eli's is in shape. Big dude. Yeah. So when he was in Inglorious Bastards, because I I hadn't seen it since it was in the theater, 
and me and Sydney watched it maybe a month ago. And like when he comes out as the bear Jew, dude, he's got fucking guns. And he literally just like pummels these Nazis with a baseball bat. I mean, it, it just keeps, but that movie is so mean. He needs to make a move, like a horror film about that. I think he needs to make a real, like suspenseful, like home invasion type movie or something. Speaking of Nazis and, and, and that type of thing, a movie that got a lot of notoriety from people in the horror world that I was excited about when I saw the trailer, but was kind of over underwhelmed by when I saw the movie was Overlord. I, I It's such a cool idea, but I felt like it was just fine. Where the yeah. trailers made it seem like, oh, oh this movie's going to rule. And I thought it was just fine. I never saw Overlord. I feel like you'd probably really like it. Maybe it so. Seems right, it's right up your alley. But I just wasn't huge into it. And maybe it was the hype. Maybe it was like, oh, yeah, if you're a horror fan, like you're going to fucking love this movie. Like It was just fine. Now, this is where... Comment right now. This is where she goes way too far by jumping on the glass table. Not necessary. I disagree. I disagree in the sense that in her mind, I think she is right. See, as much as I don't like her character in this movie, this is like perfect. This whole setup that she does is like, you want to make it look like you got beat to almost death too. Like, if she's like beat up, but like, eh, you know, she's mostly fine. That's going to raise some questions. If she's on the brink of death too, maybe not. So I get it to why she's like, I have to beat myself to shit. Like, well, if she's so, willing to go through all that, why didn't she just fucking kill Nev herself? She's with her. Sure. She thought Nev was dead. She thinks she's dead. No, like before that, this. She's if she's brave enough to fucking jump on a glass fucking table, stab herself in the fucking chest. If she's brave enough to put herself that why not just kill Nev earlier? Well, because you know they have to have the monologue, Christian. Yeah, well, my point is this movie's pretty stupid. I don't like it. Don't like it. It's trash. No, it's not. It's it trash, is not dude. trash. We've watched trash. This is not trash. Well, for Scream it is. And then they have the perfect ending. They crush it. Yeah, you know the... Could you the, imagine how pissed... You think Halloween ends with pissed off Halloween fans. Imagine this ending. This was the original ending. It got the This hospital ending got added on after the fact. Because they were like, nah, we can't do that. Was it that or test screenings? I think it was a little bit of both. I think the... I believe... Wes said that like Nev was always intended to survive, but it was supposed to be like on this cliffhanger. Like, oh my God, Sydney died and, and Jill survived. Like she got away with it. And I think that pissed some people off because they were like, I mean, honestly, this whole like Nev Campbell as this, you know, golden child in this franchise has been going on since it began. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they really don't want to do wrong by Sydney. And I don't blame them. I mean, I really don't. She, Nev Campbell, she is an actress that's done other things, but this is what she's known for. Let's just call a spade a spade. So, like, if she comes back, she has demands. She's made them public. Sydney can't ever die, and she can't be Ghostface. Imagine this. Imagine they did use this ending, but because the movie underperformed, they never made a sequel again after this. So the ending of the movie is just everybody's dead, and Emma got away with it. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you something that you may or may not know coming up here in a few minutes uh, that, you know, the, the, the ardent Scream fans are aware of, but uh, I don't know if you'll know it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to tell you about it when it happens. What do you mean? Like during this movie or? Yeah. Right oh, here okay. near the end, there's something that happens that was added after the fact because of something. Because Wes Craven's literally always thinking about sequel possibilities. He can't help himself. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Scream, at least. Like, that's one thing I'll give Wes credit for. I mean, obviously, he's a great, he was a great director. But one of the best things about him was, like, with Nightmare, with, you know, Hills Have Eyes, like, a lot of these movies, Last House on the Left, he wasn't really thinking about sequels. Like, you just, oh, I'm going to put this movie out, whatever. Like, he was done with Nightmare, really. I mean, like, he made the first one, and then that was pretty much it. And, yeah, he came back to be a part of three in some capacity. But, like... Yeah, had- because you want to know why? This is the thing people don't like to talk about. His career was kind of in the shits in the mid-'80s. They oh, were. yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you seen Hills Have Eyes Part 2? It's awful. It's fucking terrible. It is he, half he did the movie it. is the first movie. He yeah, he did it because he had he needed a fucking job. I love Wes. I fucking love Wes. Who doesn't? He has he's a he's a horror legend. Just the fact that he made Freddy Krueger alone. Uh he is the director of Scream, one of the biggest horror movies ever, especially now. Uh he's done classics like People Under the Stairs. Uh, Shocker, which is just a fun movie. It's not a great movie, but it's really fun. He's got Hills Have Eyes. He has enough of a resume to be considered a horror icon, but he has also made some fucking turds lower than John Carpenter turds. John's made some turds, but Wes has made some fucking trash movies. He has, but his career was kind of in the shits during during the mid 80s. But continue. I just I want people to know that because people kind of gloss. They call they just think Wes is like this le- oh, perfect. I mean, you know, people do the same thing for Carpenter, and it's like, come on, guys! Like, no, he Carpenter took a shit in the nineties. He took yeah, a like, shit in the nineties. He, he, yeah. yeah. But I've I've said that about every great director. They all have some stinkers, but I think that's what makes a guy like Mike Flanagan. I why I love him so, him so much. He doesn't have a stinker, in my opinion. He has movies that aren't as good as his highs, but I have yet to see a Mike Flanagan movie where I'm like, that's not good. That yeah. is a bad movie. You know, same Trevor- with James Wan. A lot of people say James Wan's worst movie is Dead Silence. Bullshit. That's a good I, movie. I love Dead Silence. Yes. Now I haven't seen his I haven't seen Aquaman or Fast Seven or whatever the fuck, because I don't care about that. I'm just talking about James Wan's horror movies. Like, name the bad one. Name the one that is an objectively bad movie. Cause there there just isn't one. Like For the record, I like Deadly Friend from Wes Craven, but that is a trash film. Just just yeah, I had to get that it's out. Not very, it's not very good. <laughs> People love that basketball scene. Justin, so much. Justin loves Deadly Friend. Loves I bet Deadly he does. Mm-hmm. The He's book the, apparently the book is Oh, apparently the book is really, really good for Deadly Friend, which is what Wes was, I think, wanted to do, but then it turned into what it was. <laughs> She's a terrible shot. You can just tell, too, like, she does not scare me with a gun. Like, you don't know how to fucking use that thing. No. That's. I think that's my thing when it comes to this movie, when it comes to the killer reveal that I'm just so underwhelmed by. She doesn't scare me. Like, no, it's it's not that great. No, I'm just like, 
you're like 17 and like not a hundred, not even a hundred pounds. You have no background in like fighting or, or handling a weapon. And like, I'm supposed to be afraid of you. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. Debbie salt was genuinely unhinged. She was like, great. Yeah. Aunt Jackie's fucking aunt, but aunt Jack, she, she is a, she can fucking act. That broad yep. is the best. And the dumbass shot her in the fucking chest. She's a cop. They all wear bulletproof vests. Idiot. This Shoot him in the head. Common knowledge. This is like dumb and dumber. What if he would have shot me in the head? Yeah, what if he would have shot me in the head? Well, that was a risk we were willing to yes. take. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's the best line I've ever heard in my life. That was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> what if he would have shot me in the head? <laughs> I do think it's cool that she has the two different colored eyes. Right what what, what it looks like bloodshot, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, okay, now we're gonna. Get, well, we've got time to set up all the paddles and everything. Oh Jesus Christ! Where's the hospital staff? Where's security? Damn it! That's the one thing that I myself too, and a lot of people have talked about. There's literally been gunshots fired, and like no one's there. No one. Don't fuck but with the I, original. I have heard the argument from some people though that it's that that like narratively it makes sense that the police would have those hospital floors cleared out and that it would be police like on that floor and like if a nurse there would be like a nurse obviously that would come up or whatever and check on the patients but like okay right here Christian you're gonna see Jill get shot in the stu- the stomach slash chest area that is digitally that is digital. She got shot in the head and they removed it digitally in post-production and added a CGI gun wound to the chest. That did look pretty bad. I noticed that. Yeah. And they did it because Wes Craven wanted her to be able to come back for a sequel. And that's why fans still to this day say that Jill's going to come back and please fucking don't i doubt emma roberts would come back well emma roberts said in an interview i think like a week ago she said i feel like i'm not done with scream so well emma sweetheart we're done with you i like emma though she said so do i I like oh do i i just don't care for her in this movie no it's it's yeah love her in american horror story like yeah 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 i'd see i'm i'm just so i I think I like Scream 3 over this one. Mm, watch Scream 3 again. I will. I, I plan on it. I, honestly, Christian, now just, that you say that, I am thinking about that too. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I'm sorry. Like, re- really, Nick? I, I, this is not, this movie is just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Watching it this time, I just feel like, it genuinely does feel out of place in it's, this series. It's wonky. It's I, I I don't buy. I just don't buy it. I don't it's buy it. It's not surprising that this movie did not jumpstart jumpstart a new trilogy. It is not surprising at all. Like there's just it doesn't really feel like they knew what they wanted to do. It really does feel like what the movie actually was. Whether hey, we need to make a scream film. We need to make a scream yes, film. It, that's what it feels like. Dimension was, you know, the Weinstein Company and Dimension were on hard times. So they thought, bring Scream back. That'll make us money. That'll get us out of the shitter. Yeah. And it didn't. Um, 
And that's why I think Scream 5 is so much better. Way better than this. Because Scream 5 was not made for that purpose. Scream, it had been over a decade. They were just like, you know what? Let's fuck around and make a Scream movie. And it was like a new, co- it was a new company behind it, new distributor. Like, and honestly, I, look, we were just talking about it. Love, love Wes. But uh, Scream 1 and 2 are really, really good. I feel like 3 and 4... I don't know if his heart wasn't in it. I, I don't know. It's just how much they're they're making this. They started, they were making this shit up as they were going, man. And scream three was fucking cranked out. Well, it actually wasn't. It came out too. It was some time, but yeah, just dude, that was because of Columbine. How much, how much shit can we keep writing with this stuff? Like, I get it. You got to take some time and take, you got to start, you got to go in new directions. You have to, otherwise what ends up happening is your main character of the series is raping his niece and he's in a cult. Like that's what happens, which granted, I love that movie, but like, that's, that's the kind of shit that happens. I just, dude, this, I'm serious. I'm not bullshitting this. At least scream three has that classic vintage MTV era vibe that, uh, I, that feels fun in that aspect of rewatching it. Like, I don't know. Like I, 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 I would agree. I like Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary is a fucking phenomenal character in the series. I love Cotton. I, 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 I actually side with him more. If anybody had a reason to want to be famous and make money, not this stupid bitch that's just jealous that her aunt went through hell, but Cotton, who is screwed, and he finally gets out of prison. He's like, I need to make up some money. Like, that's the only time, like, that makes so much sense to me. I love Cotton. So, I mean, at least we got him in three. And I do remember there's some really cool suspense scenes in three. Wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't Gail like in a room full of scream costumes and one of them was Ghostface? No, no, that is, um, is that two? What is that actress's name? No, you're, that's, uh, that's Scream three, but it's a different actress. Okay. Um, okay. She's so hot too. But this that's that's a fun like there's fun scenes. Maybe we should do Scream 3 before we should do Scream 3 before the movie comes out. If pe- if people enjoyed this and they and they're listening still and they want to see me retro on Scream 3, I I'd be Jenny McCarthy. I I'm serious, dude. After, I'm going to have to rewatch 3, but no bullshit. This may be my least favorite one. Yeah, dude, I God, I don't know, because this is happening live, like on the not live, but like you guys are seeing this in real time on the podcast. And like after watching it just now, and we've been talking about three throughout the night, I'm kind of wondering if this is my least favorite too. It just doesn't. It's not. It, do, it doesn't feel the same. It's not good. It's just not that good. It's not. It's not worthless. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking. I'm talking scream level. Um, look, I'm not a look. I'll agree with Nick on this when he says scream has consistency in terms of quality and production. One thousand percent. But guess what? So did Halloween ends, and there is a section of the fan base that despises the movie. I, I'm just saying, like in production wise, this movie's fine. But as well, as I would screen- say that's just because narratively, Halloween ends is very different. Whereas all the Scream movies narratively are pretty much the same. They are, so but, like- the, but this just feels just. This is just tight. This doesn't age well. This is like sour milk it to me. Feels- this movie. It feels uninspired. It definitely feels uninspired. This was sour milk to me, man. There were some cool moments. I like the stab in the head. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like, 
I can't tell you a standout scene in this movie. I really can't. The only thing that's I can rem- that the only thing I know I remembered ever since the first time is was when she does jump on the glass table. Visually, that's a like oh my god. But this was not good, man. I'm just I'm not digging it. <laughs> Well, this is guys, why I was this is why I was nervous about watching this because I didn't want to be missed. This is my favorite comment I ever got. So before I do this podcast, I'm Mr. Christian Loves Everything, which yes. I didn't I didn't I didn't set out to only talk about movies that I like on my YouTube channel, but it just happened that way. And so awesome. you know it just is what it is. So I do the podcast. You do be like I get that. to really not that I'm fake in my videos, but naturally you just your shoulders drop. You're doing this hour and a long hour and a half long thing. You just become yourself more, more every every week. You just you get you get real as fuck. Mm. I talk about stuff that I don't like, and I'll never forget I got this comment. It made me fucking laugh my ass off. Because it sounded like the end of a superhero movie. This person comments, and I'm not mad about it, it's the funniest thing. It was like Christian, like you're so negative now. You've become everything you despised. <laughs> How do you know what I despise? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, you've you've turned into everything you've stood against or something. Like, you used to be such a positive person. <laughs> like, what? I don't like seed of Chucky. Oh, God. Like, it's making me think problem? of... It's... <laughs> It's making me think of Star Wars Episode Three. It's like you're supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it exactly. in darkness. Like look, Christian, guys. Yeah, you. <laughs> look, I don't like this movie, guys. I'm, there's going to be some people that are going to be like, "Oh, this movie's fucking." You, you don't understand it, like <laughs> you know. But like, it doesn't work man. for me. It's, it's fucking deeper, bro. No, look, like as much as there are issues with this movie and issues with Scream Three, I, I have to say. I've gone on record saying it. The video I'm going to upload tomorrow, I'm going to say it again. Um, It's consistent. It's a consistent franchise because even its lows aren't as low as the the bigger horror franchise. Like, look, you might not like Scream 4. It ain't as bad as Halloween Resurrection. I'm sorry. It's just just not. It's not as bad as Seed of Chucky. It's just not. I'm sorry, Alexis. I know you're listening. You 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 hate when we go after C to Chucky. I'm just giving an example. Like, so when I mean consistency, it's like it's it's just one of those series where it's like, you know what you're gonna get. And like sometimes it works better, and sometimes it doesn't work as well. But even when it doesn't work as well, you don't walk away from that movie like I'm I fucking hate myself. Like right. and I've been there. We've been there with movies where you walk away and you're like, I'm never getting that hour and a half back. Never. So, I don't know. Christian's watching Instagram or TikToks or something. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to give this movie a five out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it two and a half. Uh, two and a half or three out of five. So, yeah, same. It'd be like a five or a six out of 10 for me. It's not one of the, I mean, when I rewatch a screen movie, it's one, two, or five. Like that's what I always go to. Those are because I feel like all three of those movies are either very good to great. Two is so good. I, I'm really becoming. A, I I was a big fan of that one. Then I stopped being a fan of it and I stopped watching it. And whatever my last thought of the movie was, it just germs and gets bigger and bigger. And then I watched two again. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is really entertaining. Two For, is I, five is having that effect on me. Like the more I watch five, 
the more it grows on me. Like, whereas four is the opposite. The more I watch it, I'm like, ah, why'd I do that though? Yeah. Like, it'll probably be another decade before I watch this again. Or maybe never again in your life. Maybe. I am. Um, I really see to Chucky. Christian said he's never going to watch that movie again in his life. Pro- I, I really don't think I am. I am. I, I, there is a strong possibility if scream six is fresh and new enough and does some really cool shit. I mean, just the fact that they're out of Woodsboro, thank God. It, it could end up becoming my favorite one. No doubt in my mind. It's possible, man. It's yeah. very much possible. Maybe, maybe not more than one. Look, I, I'm. I, you really can't take away how good one is. You can't. And, I, and I, I said that in what I recorded tonight, and I can't wait to put that video up because I have seen so many people, mainly old heads, you know, people that have been around since the 70s or 80s that'll say, like, never got into Scream, don't understand the fascination with it. Look, it might be a generational thing, but Scream 1996 is to millions of people what Halloween 1978 is to millions of people or what The Exorcist is to millions of people. It might be generational, sure, but you cannot take away how groundbreaking that movie was and oh, yeah. how good it is. Like, well, most, just, it is, it's a very good movie. There's such there's such a fan base for it now that weren't even alive when it was when it came out. I mean, granted, I was four or five when it came out, but I, I didn't see it till years later. But when I went to Texas Frightmare last year, Nev Campbell had a line so far long it was. Her line was outside of the building, damn near. It was her line was almost to the stairs that you take down to get to the floor of the convention, and then going. That's how long her line was. And I looked at it; it was teenagers, teenagers. Halloween's my favorite series, but dude, Nev Campbell is my favorite final girl. She just is. She's I, she's she's better than Laurie Strode in every way, in my opinion. And that might be a hot take. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's coming from a Halloween fan. So like that, you know, there's no bias here. If anything, the bias would be to lean more to Laurie Strode. But I just feel like even when a Scream movie isn't great, Nev is good. And Nev is a fighter in all the movies. Nev is, she fucking kills like every ghost face, dude. Like it is so hard to not give her her credit and to not be like, Oh, she's like the quintessential final girl. Cause she is like, I don't no know. Comment. No comment. Yeah. I know you don't agree that she is the quintessential, but dude, you've got to meet me halfway and say she's more badass than Lori Strode. You have to not in H2O. No way. But here's the thing. Here's the thing in H2O. You're right. But in Halloween 2, 1981, although it's a good movie, she's comatose for an hour of the movie. Like, and, 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 and she just runs in the rest of the movie. She does not fight. In every but that, screen movie, in but every that's, screen that's movie, what they fight. So you're you're what you're saying though is you like Kevin Williamson. What I'm saying is because he I, wrote that part. What I'm saying is I like my final girls to never run, and Nev doesn't run. I mean, she literally does, yes. But like by the end of every screen movie, she is a fighter. Not someone that runs, not someone that hides. I mean, shit, for most of H2O, Lori's running. Like, yeah, but the trend, emotionally run. But when it happens, yes. No, Halloween H2O's climax is like, gives me goosebumps. 
Yes, when she is standing in the street and the sh- the shadow of her with the axe is on the street and she screams Michael. Goosebumps. It, it's it's incredible. Like, but that is what it took for Lori to get to that point. But Nev has always been there. Always been there. So I would put I put Lori second because Lori's great in Halloween ends. She's great in Halloween H2O. Uh, she's a little over the top in Halloween 2018 for me. A little bit. And she's and she's great in Halloween. Halloween 2, not so much, but that's because they hardly had her there, you know, whatever. Halloween Resurrection, same thing, hardly had her there. And Halloween Kills, she didn't even get to see Michael in that movie. So I get all that. But, like, I so I would put her after Nev. I'm not disparaging Jamie Lee, but, like, dude, Nev, she literally takes the killer out every time. Every time. Like, I, Yeah, I, I can't, I don't judge things off, off of that. I, I just, she's not my cup of tea. As a as an actress, I know but, you call her no personality. Nev, we yeah. know Christian. I don't have a favorite final girl per se. I I like Nev in uh, the craft, but because she was this cool little goth chick, you know, and uh, she's been in some stuff. I've seen. I watched that Netflix show she's in, and she can she's great in that. Well, she's good in that, but she's not my. She's just far from my favorite actress, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I just. I hear you. She's not one of my favorite actresses either. So I, I don't I don't have a favorite final girl. I just I know if you're gonna tell me what's your favorite quote unquote final girl performance in a slasher film, it's hands down H2O. Hands down. It's just not even it's not even close for me. It's not no, even close. I, that, that, that's that's Lori at her best. The best. I mean, that's why the, that's why are we why are we watching? We should have watched that tonight instead of this goddamn movie. Well, no, I, because, I needed I needed to go through this. Yeah, I needed we, to go through but this. But we have a new screen movie coming out in a month. That's why, you know. That's why. We gotta, I give, know. We gotta give the people what they want, but well, I hope I mean, they wanted. <laughs> we didn't well, ask most, them. <laughs> I'm telling you, Christian, most Scream fans like Scream 4. Most of them do. So I'm I, I don't know if you would call me a Scream fan. Like what constitutes a Scream fan? You like all the Scream movies? Then I'm not a Scream fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of some. I'm a fan of Scream One. This is my ranking as of this moment. It will be. It will be verified and etched in stone after we. I see Scream Three. Whether we do it on the podcast or not, if the people in the comment section want it and Nick's cool with it, I'm down. Yeah. Four, three, five, two, one, five, two, one, and the reason is if five tightened up its ending a little bit with all the talking cool because i feel like it's longer than two for sure and i just love debbie salt greatest fucking villain uh actually i think two is two is longer scream two is it doesn't do it scream two is the longest in the series scream two is two hours on the nose scream five i'm talking about the i'm sorry i'm talking about the monologue stuff not not the not the runtime of the film i apologize but it, 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 even if the, even if the monologue is longer in two, it doesn't feel as long as five as five to me. But I love yeah, no, I, I love I, I too. But no, yeah, no, we can absolutely do that. And honestly, we've been talking about it so much, and it'll be verified when we watch Scream Three on here. But I'm gonna say it too: four, three, two, five, one. I think four is actually my least favorite now, and and I'm not being swishing. He's making good points. And we just watched the movie again. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I 
kind of don't like that either. What is and, so great about this movie? That's what I yeah. want. That's my question to the people that and, are fans and of it. Every daylight scene is physically hard to watch. It <laughs> Dude, it looks like shit. Eyes. Yes. It just looks like shit. It looks like it was edited in iMovie, which is what I use for my videos. Same. So like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, All right. Well, we've gone well over two hours, so we need to get the fuck out of here. But yeah. If you guys liked this, let us know down below if you want us to watch Scream 3. We're going to do it anyway, but let us know down below if you want us to do it. To some of you guys that weren't really fans of like us kind of venturing out last week and doing something different, most of you loved it. I'm sure a few of you were like, ah, this ain't really my thing. Uh, we appreciate the feedback regardless. We do plan on doing episodes like maybe once a month or once every few months. We'll do a weird episode like that where we talk about UFOs and ghosts and shit like that. So it was cool to kind of branch out and, and do that. We liked it. Um, if you guys listen to us on audio platforms, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, well, whatever it is, you know, leave a review, please. Five star us or one star us. If you fucking hate us, just give us some feedback. It helps us. Leave a like on this video on YouTube. Helps the algorithm. Leave a comment. What'd you like about this episode? What didn't you like? Why did you hate that we said that people Don't shouldn't be canceled? Christian's watching TikToks. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to delete these apps. On my anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just trying to do the normal salesman pitch of when you guys interact with us on audio platforms and on YouTube, it helps the podcast grow and it helps us understand what you want to see and what you don't want to see. And no matter if it's positive or negative, leave it down below for us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Christian, you can close it out with whatever you got. Um, yeah, just let us know how either one of us pissed somebody off tonight. Um, it just it seems to be happening. It, um, I love it, though. Uh, but thank you for, guys, again, this is episode 83, I think. Thank you for the staying on the journey with us. It means a lot. Thank you for I the was- listens on the I, – I keep up with the Spotify numbers. And uh, – iTunes or Apple has actually officially become our most listened to platform. Uh, it is now 55% Apple music or Apple podcasts. So more people are listening to us on Apple, which is uh, really cool. And we love to bring this failing podcast to you guys. It makes, you know, it brings joy to our hearts.